0: My hope this week for my sermon was to lovingly remind us all of our baptismal promise. I didn't realize that Daniel would be so cute with his baptism either. And it was was going to be such a beautiful dovetailing with this baptism and this morning's words from Paul about the power of Christ being so paramount to us. But every single time I sat down to write this sermon, I saw the face of a young boy and his mother. You may have heard about the house fire near Lake Campbell in Anacortes this week that took the life of a little boy. That little boy is a year behind school um, at, at Madison from Naya, and his mother works at their school. She is a larger than life, joyful, kind, and welcoming presence, and she is understandably shattered. Each time I tried to write a sermon about the journey of the Christian life and how we must rely on God's grace above all else, all I could see was that little boy's face. All I could hear was his mother's wailing. Nothing seems to be sufficient in light of such suffering. What kind of hope can there be in the face of such horrific loss? Any sermon seems to be too trite and pale in the vibrancy of such intense grief. Paul's words about the power of Christ in our epistle this morning were aimed at those who wanted to promote themselves above others. There were people in the church at Philippi who felt they were better than other folk because of their pedigree, uh, because of their piety, because of their standing in the community. And Paul's insistence that the only thing that matters is the power of Christ spoke to those folk who were termi- trying to promote themselves over others but I believe that it also speaks to our baptismal journeys and the unimaginable suffering that life brings when everything else falters in this life when the safety nets have broken when the contingency plans fall through when the worst nightmare becomes a reality the power of Christ remains That is what we promise when we touch these holy waters. That is what we cling to. Remember, Christ is not Jesus's last name. It's a moniker that points to what the life of Jesus means to the world. The reality of Christ is bigger than the incarnation. Jesus in his life, death, and resurrection gives us a perfect window into it. But it is not the only place where we find the power of Christ. If that were true, we would not have access to that power and love after the ascension. If that were true, there would be no continuity of love and grace before and after the life of Jesus. When Paul speaks to the power of Christ, he is not just speaking to the finite, earthly life of Jesus. He is speaking to something even more pervasive, more present. The power of Christ is everywhere. The power of Christ has been present since the beginning of time. The power of Christ is all around us, in us, and with us. Jesus' embodiment of that power and love reminds us of how ubiquitous it is everywhere, all the time. This everywhere, all the time business is important because it's easy on bright, sunny days when we're winning. It's easy even on a day like this that it's, it's not raining Praise praise the Lord. And a sweet little guy plays around in the water, and we get to laugh and enjoy. It's easy to see God's grace saturating our lives when things are going well. It's even easy to see God's grace at work when things are only mildly bad, when we have just minor setbacks that are quickly righted. The immense challenge for the power of Christ in our lives and our baptismal journeys is if it is enough for utter despair, unimaginable loss, and unthinkable grief. The scriptures tell us that it is. Does that mean that it will feel like it when we're in the midst of the tragedy? I don't think so. But I believe that when we look back, we will see the fingerprints of God. This week, all the people whose lives were touched by the grieving mother and the loss of that little boy, myself included, held her and her family in prayer. Within 24 hours, a GoFundMe set up for this family raised $30,000, all from $25 to $100 donations. Her coworkers and friends met her at the hospital and held on to her as she held on to the body of her son. None of this is enough, of course. No amount of money can touch a mother's grief. There is no greater loss than the loss of a child, and some of you know that firsthand, and the rest of us pray with every fiber of our being that we will never find out. But although not enough to alleviate the pain or bring back the loss, it is the only hope of keeping her tethered to the future. These meals made for her The hands that will hold her are the only things that will keep her afloat somehow during this truly impossible time she'll bury her baby and a large part of her heart along with him but countless mothers and fathers and children and friends will hold her in love jesus's window into the power of christ in his suffering and death held a lot of pain but it also held deep care from those who loved him. The women who never left his side as he died, even as his friends and disciples scattered. The friends who made sure there was a tomb for his burial. The faithful who prepared his body. His suffering also held the promise of something more, resurrection, new life. Jesus' resurrection points us to the truth that something like new life can and will come from deep loss. It doesn't make the loss necessarily worth it. Life isn't a zero-sum game. But it reminds us that there is always more than that worst moment. More than what we can see with our eyes. More than what we can grasp in our hands. More than what we can control. The journey of this life is a continuous task of having never arrived, and yet always being at our destination, the here and now. We cannot boast in anything except the grace of God, which has carried us thus far, is plentiful for this day, and will accompany us to our dying day and beyond that. This is the power of Christ, here, now, this, the ancient waters, the promise, the laughter, the knowledge that there will be hands to hold us when we cannot stand. This is the kind of promise I want to make to Daniel and all of us on the day of his baptism. Not that nothing bad will ever happen to him. Now that he's been bathed in these ancient holy waters. That's not true. We know that. But that no matter what, you can count on the power of Christ. When your own strength fails. When your competency falters. When tragedy strikes. On good days and on bad days. On days that you win and on days when you lose. On days when you're more saint than sinner and days when you're more sinner than saint. On your very worst and most heartbreaking day, dear one, the power of Christ will be with you. It may take the shape of a meal or a hug. It may take the shape of a beautiful sunset or a timely phone call or a prayer that you don't even know is being prayed on your behalf. It may take the shape of an inexplicable kindness, but know that the power of Christ is not diminished by your pain. The power of Christ will always bring new life, somehow, some way. This is your baptismal promise, Daniel. This is your baptismal promise, children of God. That death does not have the final word, that your worst day will not define you, that love does and always will be your inheritance through the power of Christ. Amen.